Coconut Software makes it effortless for members to connect with their financial institution, their enterprise appointment scheduling, video banking, and lobby management solutions are used by leading credit unions and financial institutions across North America, including RBC Royal Bank, Arvest Bank, Vancity, and Rogue Credit Union. The result? A seamless member experience that's improved NPS scores, reduced wait times, and increased conversion rates for the organizations who use it. Founded in 2011, Coconut Software is headquartered in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, with offices in Toronto, Ontario. For more information, visit www.coconutsoftware.com. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Welcome to the CUNA News Podcast. I'm Assistant Editor Brock Fritz, and in this week's episode, sponsored by Coconut Software, we'll hear how the demand for fast, convenient services has reached new heights and how that's changing the financial services landscape. So, what does that mean for your credit union? Craig Bovin, Vice President of Marketing at UMass 5 College Federal Credit Union, and Leona Leong, Vice President of Member Experience at Coconut Software, join me to discuss. They spoke about how credit unions that don't adapt could lose market share and opportunities for growth, how they can bridge the gap between digital and analog client experiences, and how offering member-led engagement options give members choice in how, when, and where they can connect with their credit union. Let's get to my conversation with Craig and Leona. All right. Yeah. Thank you both for joining me. Why don't we just start with a quick introduction to who you are and what we're going to be talking about today. My name is Craig Boven. I'm the Vice President of Marketing at the UMass 5 College Federal Credit Union. I've been at the credit union for a little over nine years now. In my role, I focus on the credit union brands as well as member communications and member experience. Uh, in my spare time, I love getting outdoors with my wife, whether it's hiking, biking, or kayaking. And we're really going to be diving into member-led engagements today and what that means for credit unions and, and how that's changed over the past couple of years. Awesome. Thanks, Craig. Um, yeah, just following up on that, Leona Leong, um, I'm the VP of Customer Experience here at Coconut Software. Um, so what that is, is I lead all of our customer-facing teams that work with um, wonderful customers like UMass 5, so Craig and his team. That includes our support team, our customer success team, and our professional services team. Been with Coconut Software for close to three years now. Um, prior to Coconut, I've always been in uh, software as a startup, software as a service, um, such as Achievers, um, Appearing Global, and Influitive. My background has always been on connecting people with technology and helping them enhance the way they work. Outside of work, I love Craig's rhyme of hiking and biking. I think um, something very similar to that. And I'll just add in yoga there as well. Greetings from Toronto for those who are here um, listening to this from Canada. You might hear some stories and other accents coming out. But uh, yeah, thanks for having us here today. Thank you both. So why don't we get into it? The demand for fast, convenient services has reached new heights and it's changing the financial services landscape. So what impact is this having on 
your credit union, Craig? UMass 5, as you can imagine, UMass 5 College, I should say, uh, by virtue of our name, we do have a pretty tech-savvy membership overall here. We do have a lot of students, uh, a lot of folks working in the higher education and medical spaces. And so even though we've traditionally have a tech-savvy membership overall, I feel like the pandemic has only further accelerated uh, our members' expectations and also their adoptions with utilizing digital self-service options when they bank with us. So the focus has sort of always been there for us, but it certainly has been heightened by the pandemic. And actually, um, our strategic plan, which has continued to roll over year over year here, we've added a pillar to it that is really sort of focused on this very initiative. And we're, we've dubbed it, you know, being easy to do business with, especially in the digital space. So it's now one of our sole focuses here at the credit union, and that's going to continue for the next several years. We just got finished producing our annual strategic plan for the next three years, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Greg, I I love that. Um, I might borrow that strategic pillar, being easy to do business with. Um, Just on the customers that we work with here at Coconut, we've been hearing a very similar theme um, around that is that with just the just what we're seeing in some of the changes that have happened in the past few years there's been a transformation that's happening not just in financial services but also in retail and healthcare that's really actually changed the way that humans engage with any services that they work with um so specifically with the creditings that covenant has worked with we're seeing really a shift to providing members more options and choices options and choices in terms of how they actually connect with a credit union. So it's not just about providing certain services online or providing certain services in person, but really giving um, the member that choice about how do they want to connect with their financial advisor, with the, with the credit unions that they work with. And so now that this expectation has been set in the past couple of years, it's really just we're seeing that drive, not just with a certain demographic, but across the board of certain services um, they like to have a choice of either doing it in person or um, online and certain services. Maybe it's just going to be always be in person, but that really now is just being led by members versus the credit unions actually driving that. So it's been a really cool shift to see in the past couple of years. And a lot of the conversations we're, we're having are really around how do you provide more options to the members now? Okay, great. So with some of those shifts, what changes have you made to address the need for member-led engagement options? From the credit union side here with UMass 5, um, honestly, working with Coconut was a major one for us over here. Um, we truly wish we had engaged with a, a member appointment scheduling software well before the pandemic. We realized how quickly uh, a gap we had by not having one of those in place as uh, the world sort of turned upside down there in 2020. But as that was all going on, you know, there was a clear need to manage branch traffic as best we could to make sure we were still delivering on the best in-branch experiences possible, knowing that we were limiting the amount of folks who could enter a branch at any given moment. And then also making sure that our staff were were safe as well. And we were keeping up with the uh, ever-changing guidelines that were coming out around social distancing and things like that. So Coconut was a, was a lifesaver in many ways to get that off the ground for us and to begin sort of allowing our retail team to be able to manage that flow while keeping the best service we could for our members. There's been some other changes that we've implemented over the past year or two as well. Uh, And again, sort of similar focus, right? We're really trying to 
empower our members to use our technology and make their lives more convenient without potentially even having to contact a EMS5 representative. So another thing that we've recently launched is debit card controls within our mobile banking app. So that's the ability to, you know, turn your card on or off. So you can turn it off if you think you've lost it in your house and you know you didn't, you know, leave it out at a restaurant or in a taxi, what have you. Uh, it also allows you to set travel plans. So instead of calling the credit union, knowing if you're going to be traveling internationally, you can just leave a note in the app. So again, just really things centered around making our members' lives more convenient. And as we look into the future too, um, we do realize that it's you know a continued journey of, of improvement in member-led engagements. And we're doing a, a large assessment in uh, the financial landscape of where do we want to head next? Is it video banking? Is it chat? Is it text? You know, what's the security implements surrounding that as too? Do we want to have authenticated chat behind the pin or un- unauthenticated on our website? There's a lot of considerations being made there, but it's a constant conversation at UMass5. Yeah, I, I echo a lot of that from what we're hearing from our customers that we work with at Coconut. Um, when the shifts start to occur to be more member-led engagement and really providing that options for members to connect either digitally or in person, where we've seen a lot more conversations um, come up around actually reviewing the full tech stack. So what does an end-to-end workflow look like and what are all the different technologies, tools, processes that a staff member needs to touch and like connect with and a member we need to touch and connect with in order to execute this? So, um, Craig, I actually love that you're also thinking about things like video banking and chat and text and how that all kind of works together, because that's something we've been, we've been hearing quite a bit as well on our end. So, yeah, Craig, you mentioned that some of this was brought on by COVID and everything. But where do you begin your process in making these changes? Yeah, and COVID maybe was an extenuating circumstance. I agree, Brock. And and other than that, I think, you know, Leona sort of hit the nail on the head earlier on. I mean, we we ask our members a step one to that, right? After all, our members are owners of the credit union. So what they want is is what we need to prioritize. And once we know what our members want, and, and we've asked them multiple different ways, right? Um, informally, just when we're doing transactions with them, but also through uh, items like surveys to help us prioritize where we want to head in terms of member-led engagements. So once we sort of have our priorities, we are able to sort of take a look internally and understand if we have the resources available that could be the right people, the right technology to deploy some of those items. And if we don't, and oftentimes I think a lot of credit unions can relate, we don't have all those resources internally. Uh, it's really moving on to educate ourselves uh, about who in terms of partners that could we could bring on to help make sure we're bringing these items to fruition, actually acting on the feedback that we've solicited to our, from our members. Leona, have anything to add there? No, I think um, I think Craig actually covered most of what I would say around like valuations, um, to, like in terms of what you would look at to start making these changes. Um, Craig's also probably more hands-on with actually the execution mm-hmm. where we kind of play more of an advisor role and consultant role to kind of help our customers execute that. But uh, no, I think Craig covered it. So what role has technology played? Technology has played a huge role over here at UMass 5. We have a small in-house IT team over here, which means we do end up outsourcing many of our member-facing technologies to third parties. And really, the choices that we make with who we're engaging with it becomes so critically important, right? It means that we're working with vendors that understand the credit union values, 
It means we're working with partners who can align their roadmaps with our members' needs. Uh, and also, if our members need shifts, which we all know that they will over time, we want to make sure that we're partnering with the right folks who can also reprioritize their roadmaps to sort of align with any of our member changing needs. Uh, Coconut's been a great partner in that for us overall here. And I think one of the pillars of our strong relationship with Coconut is that we're open and honest with each other, right? So when we look at uh, vendor relationships, it's not just someone that we've signed on to to help deploy a service, right? We look at those vendors as an extension of the credit union, an extension of our brands, and the collaboration has to be there. Um, that's that's so really important with the way that we're set up here at the credit union. Thanks, Craig. I would say that like on our end, with we've been working really closely with our customers. So we have a customer success team here at Coconut Software that uh, works like essentially like a, um, a one-on-one with our customers to help them reach success metrics they're looking for. But in addition to this team, we've been bringing in our product managers and our head of product into the conversation just to ensure that what we're focused on and what we're building in our roadmap is aligned to where they're taking the member journey. Um, so it's not just about how things that we're thinking about and the trends we're hearing, but really getting deep into the conversations that the credit unions that we're working with are speaking to their staff and to their members and where they're seeing those being played out. So um, I, I echo the same sentiment that um, just being a partner with our customers is really important to help shape where the technology is going and, and in terms of how we engage with members. Sure. So everything has some sort of hurdles or things that you don't expect. At UMass and other credit unions, what are the obstacles and barriers that they've had to overcome while making these changes and how have they been able to overcome them? One of the things we often hear and like whenever we do any rollouts of coconut to um, our customer base is change is really, really hard and really, really scary. So we spend a lot of time around change management. Um, the, the sentiment is that people, whether you're a staff working at a credit union, whether you're a member working with a credit union or even just us here at Coconut, is that change is really hard and um, humans tend to really just default to what they know and what they're used to doing. So the credit unions that really have been able to use technology to advance and to help really engage with the members are the ones that really prepare their staff and their members for that change. Um, and a lot of that is stemmed to a couple of different things, um, with the leading one being communication. So communication with your staff as to why we're doing and rolling out a new process of change um, and really walking them through the impact that change is going to have on them. So communication training behind that um, is really important, but also being able to pivot if something isn't working. Um, so one of the trends we're seeing with credit unions right now is as they're starting to open up more digital offerings and connecting people um, with online and self-serve support is that may not always work for for members or even for staff um, so we're starting to see a trend of doing what we call digital it's a the word physical and digital together um, but it's essentially where members would come in for um, to meet with an advisor and they would actually go into a branch into a location. But when they're um, in that location, they're actually being led into a room and meeting with the virtual advisor. So the staff that you're meeting with while you're in that branch might not actually be working at that branch. And what that actually helped address um, is that it allows credit unions to be able to meet a wider, wider demographic, um, address any staff shortages if they don't have certain people working at certain branches. 
but at the same time for the member, um, it allows them to get the help and support they need to be able to get online and be digital. Um, if they have any questions or stuck anywhere, there is still a staff member at that branch that can support them and help them set up the computer, help them with mic issues, help them with video issues. So you really get that blend of being in person, getting that support you need, but also being able to connect with someone virtually that is really specialized in the service or skills that you're looking for. Um, and so these credit unions that have started to do this sort of like digital approach, um, the benefit they actually saw was that the members that went into the branch to meet with a virtual advisor actually started to adopt um, more video banking and digital offerings because they got used to um, doing that in the branch. So they were able to take that back home and to do it there. So you see these items around change management, not only via communication, but also kind of handholding, walking them through that change and eventually getting them to do that back at home when they're working um, on the items that they need. So it's been kind of cool to kind of see that uh, change there. I really love that example, you know, and I'm gonna have to steal that for UMass Five. Please do. <laughs> I think you're you hit the nail on the head. I mean, change is just by nature really difficult, and um, I think the education pieces is, is really critical in putting people in situations where they're able to try it out in a safe environment, like the example you described. So I love that. I also think that in in many ways the pandemic helped push people through change that they may have been unwilling to do previously. I think um, even though we do have a really tech-savvy membership here, there certainly are folks who haven't really adopted our, our convenient digital technology. And the pandemic really forced those folks um, to, to give it a try, right? And it's not like we weren't talking about those things for, for years ahead of time. I can't tell you how many marketing campaigns and even in branch, you know, walking people over to our video teller machine to get them to, to see the benefits of using that technology and not getting fully into the branch. We have some of those machines in our foyers where you can skip the line for a quick transaction, for an example, or even deposit a check as well. We, we ran campaigns where we were giving people a couple dollars with a check to try it out uh, in the branches. And, and I think we did see some success with that but the pandemic really forced it upon those other people and when old habits die hard uh, i think some, something as unique as the pandemic a silver lining really did open the eyes to the members who hadn't or been hesitant to use it in the past and i think it's made it a more um, convenient experience for them to bank with us getting back to leona's point if you if you give them a chance to try it um, hopefully they see the benefit and and hopefully they continue to adopt moving forward thank you and you mentioned how it's been a more convenient experience. So I don't know if you have stats or feedback, but what impact have you seen from these changes and what's the biggest benefit been? It's a great question. I I would be keen to see if um, Greg and the UMass five team has seen any like specific stats. I would say at a high level, um, CSAT and like being able to do a wider reach for the member demographic has been some really key benefits that the credits that we work with have seen. But one that we've been hearing actually across the board around when they started offering both um, video banking and virtual options and in-person and really letting the member drive that is actually doing, um, is addressing some of the staff shortages that we've been hearing this past year. Um, there's, it's no surprise that the great resignation is happening. And I think now it's like the word quite quitting is coming up. Um, but a lot of the credits we've worked with when they started offering more digital options and letting the member choose when and how they want to meet is that they were able to support certain locations that didn't really have that staff um, skills there available to support that specific service. 
and be able to essentially like as mentioned in the previous example is be able to offer that um, to the member despite where that member was so we're really seeing that coverage happen um, despite like turnover and people leaving um, leaving the organization so that's been a really cool outcome I wasn't expecting to hear when we started talking about member-led engagements. Yeah, and I'll chime in too and, and echo that too. I mean, specifically with Coconut, um, it's sort of interesting, right? We didn't have a appointment scheduling software in place. So, you know, we started from zero stats and now more members we find are actually booking appointments than actually just walking into the branch freely. And we're, we're giving members the option for both. But I think um, the benefits from, from having this are really twofold. You know, one, there's just less time wasted between our members and our our branch staff, right? There's no more of that sort of awkward going back and forth and trying to find a time that's right for for both sides for someone to come in for a specific appointment that they're looking to have. It's also just allowing us to better manage our our branch. I think Leona hit the nail on the head. I mean, we haven't been immune to the great resignation that she spoke of, and that's impacting really all of. Uh, the different retail industries that there are. So our our VP of retail, our our retail management, to to be able to use you know data and trending to really understand you know where do we need to deploy staff, especially in times where we were busy trying to hire and, and train folks and we didn't have as many people on the front lines. I mean, a service like that becomes really critical to your day to day operation. And and we're trying to do all this and and not lower our expectations in our service levels with our members as well, right? So the importance of keeping the same service delivery, um, this has been a great tool for us to be able to do that. Outside of Coconut too, I mean, um, I don't have the the hard stats right in front of me at the moment, but um, I will just say anecdotally, I mean, our, our typical digital services, online banking, mobile banking, even e-statements, we saw some, some pretty solid upticks uh, of that during the pandemic, even again with a, a pretty tech savvy membership as a whole. Um, and what we've seen too, uh, and this was sort of interesting because we weren't really sure how this was going to play out, but now that our branches have been reopened for a while. You know, we have seen some behaviors permanently changed by a group of members who now realize, you know, it's really easy to, to take that picture of my check through my phone at my house. I don't actually need to go to the branch. So that's been really great to see too. Saving people time is, is such a, a big goal of ours, knowing how busy our, our members can be on a day-to-day basis. And there's been some members on the other side who have come back and, and you know, there's some folks that just that's part of their daily routine where they want to come in. They know everyone at the credit union. It's, it's part of their social, you know, interaction on a week to week basis. And that's great. We're going to continue to be there serving them too, but it's just nice to, to have the full offerings of um, being able to be where our members want to be and use us how they want to use us. Sure. Yep. That's the goal. Um, And also we always hope that credit unions can bounce ideas off each other and kind of work together. So what are some, best practices or steps that you would recommend for other credit unions that are looking to develop a strategy and make some changes? That's a great question. Yeah, you could go you could go a lot of different ways with that, but I think it, it really does start back with being sure you listen and understand who your members are, right? If you're not prioritizing the needs of the folks that you're serving, you know that someone else is going to try to step in and, and do so uh, in place of you. And once you do have a really good sense of, of your members and, and what they're asking for, especially regarding member-led engagements, you know, make sure you're prioritized and make sure you're focusing on what you want to implement and 
you're going to want to do everything at once, of course, right? That's that's us in the credit union world. We, we strive to be the best that we can for our members every single day. But it's really important that you are methodical on how you're rolling out all these new pieces of technology. There's There's a lot to them, as we all know, as we get into a project from training your frontline team on how to use that technology to train the members on how to use it to marketing properly the the products to making sure they're set up to to really make that experience as frictionless as possible for members so i think that really is a ta- big takeaway for me you know don't do it all at once have your have your roadmap be methodical with with how you're rolling it out and then make sure that you're understanding who the right partners are to help you further your initiatives with member-led engagements, right? How can you work together to best bring the right complements of self-service digital experiences to your members and what they're expecting, not only now, but as you get into the future as well? Everything comes with risks and things change quickly. So Leona, what are the risks if credit unions don't start to shift and make adjustments? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I would say not making these adjustments, you're really putting a disservice to where your credit union could go and where they could could grow. So I think that runs. Um, and by limiting where um, and how you actually engage with your members, like you're just really putting a lot of limitations there and um, doing a really big disservice to that, to yourselves and to your staff and to your organization. Um, one of the stats that we we look at when we're working um, and trying to think through our, our roadmap and um, where Coconut is also focused on is that highly digitally engaged members have a higher amount of products that they have with their credit unions and banks than those who aren't digitally engaged um, because essentially you're giving them that option, that member-led option to be able to connect with their credit unions um, as and when they choose to. So just going back to being a disservice when you kind of limit the options of how your members can engage and how they can choose to engage with you. Um, you're not really um, giving yourself that opportunity to, to grow with your membership. So I think that's one thing that we um, consider and see when you're not making these shifts and these adjustments with technology. The second is competition. By not allowing members to uh, really provide that convenience and that options, you're essentially leaving the door open for them to look at other options to um, to connect with. So I think that those are the two things that we kind of really see as um, risk factors. Um, Craig, I don't know if you see anything in addition to to competition or just even like limiting the opportunity for your uh, for UMass Live. But I'm curious if there's anything else on your end. Yeah, I think there's a lot to this too as well. You know, for for better or for worse, when when our members are comparing our you know, digital self-service experience options of the credit union, they're not only doing that versus who they who they could possibly be banking with other than us, right? They're also sort of, for better or for worse, they're measuring us against all the other brands that they interact with, right? So they're, they're, they're measuring us versus the Apples and Amazons of the world who have really made frictionless digital experience a top priority for them. And I think, um, they set the bar super high, right? Our our expectations have all been heightened because of certain brands and, and how they've been able to push the boundaries. And the risk for credit unions of not focusing on this is, is falling further behind. And when you think about, um, especially the younger generations who are coming up as completely digital natives, they're expecting this as part of their, their service, regardless if it's banking or anything else that they're interacting with. I, I think that's where the, the risk comes into play here. You know, if you're not continuously evolving 
uh, your member-led experiences, your digital services. You're not just falling behind in the credit union world. I think, Leona, you mentioned the competition, right? We're not just sort of competing with each other. We're competing with the community banks in our area, the the large corporate banks, and then the the fintechs and online banks as well. So um, there's there's a lot of competition uh, in that space, and and you got to stay focused on on this. It's it's a big pillar, and and again, that's why it's in our strategic plan and we're going to continue to to keep our our eyes on it at the top level here yeah and competition usually keeps things evolving so how do you look forward and see this trend evolving over the next six to twelve months yeah it's a really good question i think the next to 12 months is going to be such an interesting time for um, credit unions and any financial institution um, especially with what we're hearing with some of the downturn in the economy. There's research from the GD Power Research that have indicated that customers who and members who whose financial institution supports them during really challenging times have a higher seat set than those that aren't proactively supporting them or finding ways to um, support them. And um, so with some of what we're seeing happening um, in the economy right now, we're hearing that more and more credits and the members that they work with, um, they're looking to start shifting to see how do we actually help enhance that overall experience and proactively help their members on go th- how do they go through um, what is to come these challenging times. Um, one of the credits that we work with, um, it's actually on the West Coast, they've actually started offering proactively to their small businesses that they work with. Um, so part of their commercial team, setting proactive um, meetings and appointments with these small businesses so that they can actually go and discuss strategies to navigate what is looking to become an economic downturn. Um, so these types of strategies and these types of approaches of being proactive and helping your um, members really navigate through what um, some of the changes are gonna happen in the economy is really helping you build up those relationship currency, I call them. So essentially building up ways to have a really positive impact on your members as they continue to engage with you and support um, and have a high seat and support you. So I would say in the next six to 12 months, what we're hearing is really changing from member-led engagements in terms of not just offering them different options to connect with you, but being really proactive and strategic in terms of what kind of services to offer them to kind of help support them as we navigate through the next 12 months. I really like what you said there, Leona, and I, and I think, you know, UMass 5, we're thinking um, a lot in, in many of the same ways, too, um, and, and leveraging coconuts actually a part of that strategy. I think I've spoken a few times now about this being one of our pillars to focus on over the next couple of years, so uh, the next six to 12 months is, is, is part of that, surely. And one of the things we're doing right now is um, having certain staff members go through uh, CUNA certified financial wellness training. And what we're planning to do is uh, leverage Coconut as a way to have folks who want some one-on-one financial coaching book an appointment with those folks. It could be remotely, it could be in person, um, but sort of just planning for what's to come here, knowing that the pandemic has impacted different people in different ways, um, some better than the others. And, uh, you know, with UMass 5, we're, we're always encouraging financial literacy. We do monthly financial workshops, uh, oftentimes virtually. And I think this financial coach tool, and again, putting the self-service element of it, of being able to book that at your own schedule, and you want to do it on your own time, perhaps in the comfort of your own home, uh, is another piece of uh, that puzzle for us here. 
And I think too, um, you know, one of the challenges in deploying all of this types of self-service technology is really making sure you are focusing on all those different division lines that you may have at your credit union, right? With with Coconut, we sort of focused on just making sure our our branch appointment schedules were were up and running when the pandemic was at its height. Uh, but since then, we've added additional lines of business to it. Now, our financial advisors, uh, our our members can book appointments with them right through the system. We're going to be trying to leverage that on our business side as well, moving forward as well. So it's really making sure you are keeping an eye on um, how you're doing this strategy uh, across the different divisions that you're working with here, knowing that depending on the member and their needs, they may have one or more different ways that they want to interact with you in the convenient self-service type of way. Great. Thank you both. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch as things keep evolving. Do you have anything you want to bring up as final thoughts? I'll just say thank you for having me on here and, and being a part of this. I think, again, it's 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 really fascinating to sort of be in this space right now in, in these times and understanding how quickly technology continues to evolve, how quickly our expectations continue to evolve. And, and yeah, these these next, um, you know, months in, into years just will be amazing to look back, I think, you know, four, five, six years from now and understand how we all sort of got through and out of the pandemic side of things and, and hopefully on the convenient self-service side, how our members have saved some time, uh, maybe saved some uh, stress for themselves and, and how we're bettering uh, our relationship with them and, and how they're doing their banking. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Coconut Software makes it effortless for members to connect with their financial institution, their enterprise appointment scheduling, video banking, and lobby management solutions are used by leading credit unions and financial institutions across North America, including RBC Royal Bank, Arvest Bank, Vancity, and Rogue Credit Union. The result? A seamless member experience that's improved NPS scores, reduced wait times, and increased conversion rates for the organizations who use it. Founded in 2011, Coconut Software is headquartered in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, with offices in Toronto, Ontario. For more information, visit www.coconutsoftware.com.